darling. Light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right in. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Cinema Clash, the show where we pit two famous characters against each other and debate who would be the victor. I'm your host Kyle Sisloni and today I am joined by Alex Zaranowski and Sean Gay. Welcome gentlemen, welcome. We got some good battles today. We got some um, uh, paranormal, some magical, and some automotive battles today so it's, it's, it's going to be a good one I think. So we're going to start off today with our usual standard battle. Today we have Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice from Beetlejuice, obviously, um, versus the team known as the Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Um, and that's the collective bunch, not just one or the other. It's all of them. Someone kick us off here. What do you guys think? Beetlejuice or the Ghostbusters? Hmm. Well, I think there's a really pile. There's a whole pile of smart scientists who have work together for, you know, a couple years, I guess on that timeline, trying to get and cap capture the most, the hardest ghosts to capture in the world. And they've done it multiple times, from Stay Puft to the Marshmallow Man to Zool to Vigo the Carpathian. They've somehow been able to figure it out by putting their heads together. So I think that as a collective and with the technology that they have invented, they'd be able to capture... Beetlejuice, even though he's he's pretty witty, witty himself. And Sean, what are your on, takes on this? To go on to that, I mean, I, I would have to say that Ghostbusters itself is, by collective, it has the resume, if you would, for the job. But Beetlejuice himself, I mean, you have to look at is how does one catch a Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know his downfall. Uh, we, Beetlejuice. 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 Right. But, I Stan mean, in the movie, we do see him staple and even, like, it's like silver plating someone's mouth shut. Oh, yeah. So he has the ability to stop people from talking, which, if you can do that, I feel like you can't beat him. And, I mean, at this point, if he's really realizing he's being hunted down, Beetlejuice might take off his uh, comedy cap and probably put it to them. And... But at the same side, you have, like, Egon Spector, the mastermind himself who knows enough literature and background history of science that, you know, he yeah. might have the ability to. Between him and Ray. Yeah. Yeah, the Ghostbusters definitely are a formidable foe or enemy or whatever you want to call it <laughs> against Beetlejuice. Um, the other thing I just want to bring up is that they also have ghosts on their side. They have Slimer. And they'd be able to bring him in as an ally to help capture... Right, but I think we're talking about specifically just the Ghostbusters alone. I know. And I'm saying that they could pull from their resources and be able to defeat him with whatever resources that they do have. Right. They do. They definitely have the gadgets. And they definitely have the experience of catching ghosts. That being said, Beetlejuice is elusive and he's been around for how long? And he just comes and goes. Like, he's able to come in when when he's summoned. I mean, obviously, the Ghostbusters wouldn't summon him to bring him there. But, I mean, like, you know, somebody might. Um, but 
Walter Peck. We don't know if you can actually even defeat Beetlejuice, like, for good. And if you can fit into their contamination center that they put all their ghosts in, I mean, for anything, he could be the next reason Walter Peck releases it or said, I mean, he could be the next Walter Peck. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay, so, I mean, this is is a tough one. Uh, Alex, what is your final decision? My final decision is it's definitely the Ghostbusters. They're going to do what they they do best and capture ghosts, put their heads together, use their uh, invented technologies. And I believe, I know it's not exactly them, but and their allies, if they had to, to try and catch and capture uh, Beetlejuice. And there's always a way around the containment center. There's always a way to capture uh, specialized ghosts. They've even used Plexi... Um, it's not plexiglass, but it's, um, what is it? Uh, I can't remember. Ectoplasmically charged glass right. so that they can capture different species of ghosts. Okay. Sean, what's your decision? Uh, after finally making my decision, I have to come to the conclusion that the fact that Beetlejuice has apparently been elusive since the Black Death, if I remember correctly, I think he's been around that long. And if he's. He's been able to not been captured, and the fact that he seems to have some sort of ticket to the underworld, I feel like even if they do catch him, he's still going to escape at the end of the day. And I feel like with that on his side, Beetlejuice has to be the victor, as much as I would love to side with Dr. Venkman, uh, Ray, and Egon, and of course, that black guy that I don't know his name. Yeah, I think... Winston. Winston. I mean... They definitely have the weaponry and the gadgets on their side, but I, Beetlejuice is able to kind of manipulate himself to kind of uh, engage in the situation um, however he sees fitting. Um, and, and I think that you bring up a good point, Sean, with the, him being elusive, like I said earlier, um, that he, he, he has been caught, but he hasn't been completely... Vanquished. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, th- I think I have to give the one up, not by much, but to Beetlejuice in this one. So Beetlejuice is our winner for today's standard battle. Today's doppelganger is actually really interesting. It, it our actor today is Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, who is a wonderful actor. And we're picking two of his probably best roles. Um, Gandalf the Grey, or White, whatever you want to call it, from the Lord of the Rings trilogy against Magneto from the X-Men trilogy. So, Alex, you started last round. Sean, let's give us your initial thoughts here. Well, I mean, the two characters we have, we have a character that's living in Middle-Earth who, for said purposes is a a universe of its own with its own logic and physics and all that and then you have almost a more reality take of magneto living in like more of a natural like following more of the laws of our universe and it's an interesting issue because we don't we do not know the limitations of gandalf throughout the film he's constantly one-upping everything at the end. He's always coming to save the day. And then you have Magneto, who throughout time and time again is just a force to be reckoned with. And you know at any point you can't just walk up to Magneto and say, 
we're going to stop you. It's going to have to be an epic battle. So, I mean, if I would have to give my two cents, it has to go to Magneto. Okay. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> I kind of agree uh, that I think Magneto is definitely somebody who, if given the chance to uh, even be in the realm of Lord of the Rings in, the, in Middle Earth, is definitely going to find some sort of way. I mean, they're all sword-wielding characters, right? Basically. So you're, you're going to at one point have, you know, somebody smart enough to say, all right, let's use some wooden swords, you know, and go against Magneto. Um, but there's definitely, you know, some way he's going to find a rock that's very metallic or... I don't know. Metal is available. Let's put it this way. And there are orcs and there are, there is the dark side. So he's going to be able to find it from somewhere, manipulate it and be able to defeat the pack of, uh, uh, hobbits and trees and anything that they toss at him. Um, yeah. you know, this is valid points, valid points. I don't know how, I, think, I just want to um, say, I, go ahead. Yep. Good. I just don't know how powerful Gandalf really is and what he's, capable of doing and incapable of doing well, against I mean, we've an attack like got that. got a pretty good idea of what Gandalf can do um, throughout the films. We've seen him destroy and defeat a, a Balrog in like an epic fight where he's falling like thousands of stories down like a mountain into a volcano then he fights him to the top of it and he defeats it. He also defeats his mentor, Saruman. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if he defeats him, but they... <laughs> he doesn't get killed by him, at least anyway. Right. But, I mean, we've seen him fight almost head-to-head against the armies of Mordor and everything that Sauron throws at him. And I think I have to go to the basic idea that, I mean, good always destroys evil uh, almost all the time. And I think I, I gotta give it to Gandalf here, um, as a, uh, for, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Sean, final thoughts. Uh, I, I just uh, to say the good evil uh, excuse. I think Magneto, he's he's the neutral. I mean, maybe neutral evil, but he's definitely looking out for himself. He's not looking towards anyone else. It's his own game, and the fact that you like, for all we know, like they could have been allies in Middle Earth. I mean, he could be on the side of Gandalf, but the fact that we're towing towing these two, you just gotta look at Magneto in a sense that I think he just has the the charisma. And the determination of whatever he wants, he's going to get. It doesn't. And throughout the films of X Men, he's always. You mean he might be able to defeat at the end, but you know, at the end of the movie, he's still satisfied with the results. And I feel like okay. that makes him the victor. Alex, your decision. I'm. I'm really going to have to go with Magneto, only because um, I don't. Again, I don't know what it would take to disarm or disable Gandalf as you know for who he is as a warlock. Right. Um, if wizard, it, if you wizard, if you sorry, yeah, he's a wizard. The white, yeah. So if you take away his staff, does he become weak? If you take away Magneto's helmet, uh, I mean, he's still Magneto. He still can manipulate metal. He just can't be manipulated himself. So um, uh, there's enough metal around, I would say, to totally overthrow and overpower anybody. You know, especially Gandalf. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm still. I mean, obviously that. That makes Magneto the winner since it's 2-1, to one, but I'm still voting Gandalf. And I just think that, I mean, even at the end, spoilers here for um, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, when he at, he gets defeated at the end of the movie by Kelsey Grammer, which is 
pretty depressing when you think of it in the grand scheme of this battle itself. Very true. Um, and, I mean, there's that little part of the very end of the movie where he's like, moves the chess piece so maybe he didn't lose his powers after all, whatever. But, I mean, for the sake of argument, he loses his powers and is defeated at the end of X-Men The Last Stand. Um, whereas, I'm just saying, Ian McKellen helps destroy the armies of Mordor and, and um, pretty much saves Middle-Earth, so... That's just my take on it, anyway. Alright, so today's clash-up is, uh, is really interesting. Alex, who are you defending? I will be defending Driver from the movie Drive. Ryan Gosling's character. Yes, obviously. Ryan Gosling's character. And Sean, who will you be defending? I'll be defending the infamous stuntman Mike, also known as Kurt Russell, from the movie Death Proof. Right. From the Grindhouse movies. Um, Alright, so you guys know how this works. You're each going to give me one minute of to persuade me why your person, why your character would defeat the opposite, like the other person's character. Um, and then the other person will get to go, and then I will decide who had a better argument. Um, so we'll start with Alex. You can start first. Okay, you just tell me when. And your time starts right now. Even though they're both stuntmen, I think that Driver has a much better uh, advantage because he is just a, he's a brick wall. You can't move the guy. You can't uh, manipulate him in any way. He's very set in his ways. He's very particular. He has his own set of rules. He's almost like, if you think about it, he's like the transporter. He has one, two, three has to be done. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, the other guy's just, I don't know, he's just there to drag you in and that's it. Does he really get out of his car much? Yeah, but he's not somebody who can wield a shotgun and blow you to hell. Um, he's not also someone who can just beat the living crap out of you. Could he take a hit, you know, like Driver? I don't know. Uh, I think Driver is as tough as nails and and definitely tougher. And you know what? He, he likes the ladies. He's, he's not somebody who's going to, you know, destroy a pack of, of, of women going out for the night. Uh, All right. I think, That's yeah. time. Okay, interesting. Sean, your minute starts right now. Now, we're talking about a 1971 Chevy Nova that is death-proof. Now, we can talk about Mike McKay here, the stuntman, both being stuntman, but what it comes down to is that 425 horsepower engine. It comes down to the fact that at the end of the day, when these two cars meet, this Chevy Nova is going to destroy anything that this driver has against him. And Mike is not the kind of guy that gets out of his car, he's right. He's extremely weak, and actually he's almost completely uh, vulnerable outside cars, but when he's in that car, he's unstoppable. And if he can get the driver at any point in a weak point, when said out of car, he's absolutely not death-proof, unlike his said car. And the fact is that at the end of the day, the shotgun might be able to touch the car, but that car is going to touch him. And the driver will not be a driver anymore. He will be a pedestrian. And when you're a pedestrian, you're going to die. Time. Okay. Interesting. Both have, um, obviously valid arguments. The only arguments that actually would exist between these two characters, um, on the, on the one hand, you have the driver who, yes, he, I mean, 
he's done this thing before. I mean, granted, Stuntman Mike has also done this thing before as well. But, like, Ryan Gosling has a very, um, way about doing that. He's very specific and he's, he's, he's got it down to a T. He's got, he's, it's down to a science. It's like clockwork. And, you know, he's very deadly when he wants to be. He, it's scary how, actually, how lethal he is in, 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 or, or with, outside the car. As far as driving goes, um, Ryan Gosling, is crazy in in his car in in drive and he's spinning the car he drives backwards he's it's it's ridiculous so like you know the, the the things he does with that car on the other hand you have stuntman mike who killed he he his car is modded in a way that allows him to survive in head on crashes with other cars which is about as lethal as you can get in a vehicle unless you're in a tank um, so, the fact that his car is modded, he, if, if they're driving cars together, he's, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting battle, but I think, I think the fact that Stuntman Mike was, um, eliminated from his car, um, first of all, by a bunch of women, I might add, s- saying that, um, I think that Ryan Gosling would be able to... I don't know necessarily outrun him, but definitely being able to run him off the road and get to a point in which he gets Kurt Russell off of the road and make it so that his vehicle is no longer running and making him pretty much useless. So I think that I got to give the upper hand to the driver from Drive on this one. All right. All right. Very good. Very good one, though. Actually, that's a a really great um, battle to talk about. So, um... Thanks again, guys, for joining us. I hope you had a good time. We'll have you back again next time. Sounds good. Enjoyed being here. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cinema Clash. Please visit cinemaclash at blogspot.com for past episodes and ajaznetworks.com for our other great podcasts. And if you have any questions, comments, or even a suggestion for a battle, email us at cinemaclash at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 623-AJAZZ64. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. You can find this show and more at AJAZ Networks. Originally different media for your personal taste.